Every white man will disappoint you. Look at Peter Floyd. <laughs> Peter Floyd. We're going to be discussing Brian Cranston's new TV show, Your Honor, the return of the incredible Snowfall, including Victor's deep love for Damson Idris, and a lot about the very pleasing Wonder Vision. It's the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. Hello and welcome to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm joined today by two of my good dear friends and the people I know that watch more TV than me. Hey, you're in them. Hello, everyone. And Victor Dama. I stand with Meg. Hi, guys. Um, first of all, I knew starting this podcast I was going to have to deal with divas. It was something I knew was going to happen eventually. But I didn't expect one for one of my guests to come with their own theme music. For anyone listening, the theme music at the beginning of this episode was produced by Ayo with the strict guidance that we must play for him for this episode. And also, Victor has delayed us for three hours. It has no relevance to you listening to this episode. I just felt like I needed to name and shame. Um, apart from that, how are you guys? What have you guys been up to? Before we start talking about how we are, Victor, why were you late? Why are you calling me out, man? I was held up by a previous engagement. Held up by who? And what were you engaging in? Um, what were you engaged in previously? Engaged in talks as friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talks as friends. Okay. <laughs> in a global <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I've been good, Banky. Like, how have you been? Stressed. What's stressing you out? This podcast. I'm sorry. I'm Victor Dama. Being yeah. three hours late. Honestly, um, first of all, no, no, no. Wait, I'm disappointed. Let me just I can't clear my name. Um. Um. And then, anyways, uh, moving on. I don't, Bankway, I don't know why you don't have, like, your own tagline. Like, I don't know, you can't bank on it. Because I put a hundred grand on it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the way I'm cutting up everything you've just said. Where did balcony come from? What, what is that? <laughs> I feel like yeah, you should change it. <laughs> <laughs> you come back. Oh, that boy. Do, you yeah. know, do you think I have the energy to find that guy? Just oh, ask him. How do I ask him on Twitter? Yeah, just message him on Twitter. He might answer you. This guy fights with everybody else. I don't think it's me he's going to allow. He'll think he's funny now. I swear your name is Bankole. He yeah, called man. the name Bankole for no reason. Surround other with, than, surround with other Bankole. Than, like, he has Bankole. Yeah. I think he'll, he'll see the humor in you using the song. Well, give me Bonaboy a lot of props here to assume that to be, this is the yeah, guy that will see the humor in it. That's fair. Because he didn't see the humor in that guy that came on and was like, my yeah, is different to your... He didn't <laughs> see the humor at all. He ignored that guy. Yeah, no, no. It's just, I, don't feel, I feel like Bonaboy is the one person I don't want to. I don't want to antagonize right now. Fair enough. Why? You, you don't like his music or what? I like his music. You don't like him as a person? I'm, I'm not saying anything. So like why that. don't you want to? He said he's scared of I him. I'm not scared of him. Why are you scared of him? You're putting a good word. Aren't you his personal, close and personal friend? That's, that's for that. That's not me. Okay, so apart from that, like, I've just, we finished watching Your Honor this week. Okay, yeah. Same. Um, loved it every minute okay let's describe what your honor is quickly for people and then for anyone who's what or doesn't care about it we'll go into a bit of spoilers about it so your honor is brian cranston's new limited series on showtime and sky atlantic 
um, Brian Cranston's 17 year old son kills someone in a hit and run and he runs away. And then Brian Cranston decides to cover it up because this, that, the guy that died was the son of a mafia boss. And obviously, from that decision, hijinks ensue. Okay, I don't want to get into spoilers yet, but how would you recommend, or rather, would you recommend this show to anyone that hasn't yeah. watched it? So, Victor, you're, you're, yes, you recommend I, it. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it to everybody. Why? Um, because it's such, to me, it's such an amazing show. Mm. The show is really tense, and yeah, I'd actually, I'd actually tell everyone to watch it. Yeah, would you recommend? I enjoyed it. it. I would recommend it if you enjoy watching actors act. I think mm. I think that's the main thing that I liked about it. Like it's it's a supremely well acted show, um, and I liked everybody. Like not just not just the people that you'd expect to like, like Brian Cranston and you know Michael Stuhlberg. Yeah, character I, actress Michael. I, I, I like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that nigga son at all. Yeah. So I don't like. I don't like. Some, but I think he. I think he also does a good job. Playing the stupid oh, character him, yeah. he's gotten yeah. to play, yeah, sure. yeah, I agree with you. Sure. And I really sure. enjoyed watching, like, without getting into spoilers, without I, I enjoyed watching Kofi, and I really enjoyed watching Carmen and Jogo. Mm-hmm. I mean, if what's it called? If um, I don't have sense, was a character with Kofi? <laughs> I don't think that's fair. I think that's a bad. I think that's a well, bad rep. Without going into spoilers again, like ex- when they explained why he did what he did. In the final episode, it kind of made more sense. It makes sense. Well, at first, it, it, it like I was like, "Why are you doing this?" But then, obviously, in the final episode, they're like, "This is why he went to where he went." Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, that makes a bit more sense. Um, okay, just so we can clear all bases, I would recommend this show because I think it's an interesting story, and I think it's I, I want listeners to kind of make their decision. I think it's a show that if you have time, watch the show and then make a decision for yourself. I think you could fall. You could either really like it, like Victor, or you might be on the fence. Like, like, hey, so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's understandable to like to. Also, well, I think it's understandable to see why people really like it. Yeah, I can see that, but there were a bit, there are a few things that made it a bit yeah. uncomfortable. Not just uncomfortable to watch, but just a bit boring sometimes. I think it, for more people, for me, it was just disappointing. Exactly, like, like disappointing could, is the right word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you gonna say, Victor? Um, I don't agree with. I don't agree with any of that. That's fair. But any which way, I I really I I really enjoyed the Rasmus at the last episode. Oh yeah, let's go. Wait, okay, let's go into okay. now for anyone listening, we're gonna go into spoilers. I'll put a timestamp for where we stop talking about spoilers. Um should we start from the end? Is that, like, is that a good place to start? Or should we Fine. start from the sun? Let's start from the let's start from the end. Like okay. and I think the end is what really makes me like it sours the taste of the show in my mouth a lot. Because what the fuck, man? <laughs> What are we on? I think what I literally I messaged you guys what the fuck in all caps exclamation mark question mark what was that? It was it's a limited series, right? Yes. It's, not, it's not coming back. Yes. Okay. Right. I guess that's why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. Um because I didn't see I didn't see that coming. I didn't think there was going to be justice. Is that justice though? Really? Really? It's justice, though, but like an eye for an eye. But is it okay. justice if you don't so, know it's justice? So, for people that have watched the show or will have watched it by the time they're listening to these spoilers, the justice Victor is referring to here is the son dying at the end after killing someone. And he's he dying by end. Kofi's brother who wanted to kill someone else. So, I don't know. Is that justice? It's definitely not justice. And do you know, do you know one of but my main. Technically, things? technically, technically, he caused Kofi's brother to die. 
But that guy doesn't know. That guy that shoot him doesn't know that. So yeah. he's just so that guy. He's just shot a random person. He's going to live with that for the rest of his life. And he's going to jail. I think that's another thing that really upset me about this about this show. Is like the black actors are paying for the crimes of white people yeah. all over the place, and it upsets me. It willingly, upsets me. They are willingly play, paying it for the crimes me. of I just, white I'm characters. just like, ah, oh, this is very uncomfortable. I don't like this. Shit, that is true. Also, I can't believe how useless for the character um, Tom Hankson was. I guess that was Chet. Oh my god! <laughs> I was wondering why he looked so familiar. That was Chet Hanks. That was Chet. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he wasn't. Because he wasn't talking. When did you guys find out? Immediately like from the beginning. Oh, this is an incredible. Pick. From the job, I, man. I was an actor. Oh my god! That was Chet Hanks. How did you guys look so familiar? Oh my god! He was on. He he was on Empire now. Uh, Blood, you know we stopped watching <laughs> Empire after season two. <laughs> Halfway through season two, when she came out in the cage in the pilot, I was like, my time here is running out. <laughs> when she was in the cage in the pilot of, pilot of season two, my time here is running out. Oh my god, I was Chet Hanks. Um, this is an incredible revelation. It has actually broken my brain. I don't even know where to. I don't know what, what my next point was going to be. But um, yeah, I know the ending, and the end is like, okay, well, Brian Cranston is not going to jail because everybody that knows is going to like cover it, cover up. it up. Yeah. And, like, and then look, this show wasted character actress Margot Martindale. Yeah, they should have used her more. Used her more she killed it. She, that one episode, she killed, she killed it. it. Then she has like two scenes. She that's killed it. She that. killed it. I swear she doesn't even talk in one of those scenes. Yeah, I, I think yeah, the party one. Yeah, I think one of her scenes was cut because like it wasn't like a previously on, but it wasn't in the actual mm. episode. Let's talk about this song and how this might be the worst character we've ever seen on TV. There is no explanation for his actions. He has, there's no, there's no explanation for his actions. His motivations are all over the place. He has no taste. He has no taste. He has no taste. That's, I think for me, that's the thing that, that hurt me the most. That he has no taste. On top of I'm all like... his other character flaws, the man is tasteless. I mean, look, we don't endorse um, teachers to the on this podcast because it's wrong. I, mean, I, I do. He would have been 18 next year. They would have, they could have made When When went, went, went to university, yes. Yeah. Yes, he knew what he was doing. I, it, Grooming up, maybe, but yeah, she definitely groomed him. Man. Yeah, she no, she groomed him. She definitely, we're not arguing with that. But like at that point, he didn't leave her because he saw the light. He left her because he fell in love with the sister of the, the person, person he killed. killed. Because, what is going because on? They, because they that's relate to the, the fact that they both lost people. Yeah, the reason she lost somebody. Come you off fucking it, psychopath. How can you sleep? How can you sleep next to her? How can you sleep with yourself at night? How do you not see this guy's face every time you look at her? What is wrong with you? Like they look the same. Oh my god, oh, man. Nah, G. There's no, there's no explanations for a lot I of mean, his actions. From the first episode, when he kills the Baxter kid, and then he goes, like the actions he takes, we're like, okay, I can, I can excuse it because I've never been in that situation. You I don't know, know what, I don't know what pressure. I don't know what the PTSD. You're asthmatic. I don't know. But like, the decisions he makes from then on, I'm just like, so stupid. Oh. Like, why are you taking, why are you taking pictures of the crime scene? Going back, go, going to your. Why aren't you going to M- just run away from NYU? He what are you doing? <laughs> he went to the prison. He went to court. Is this, is this a trail of hours? I did it. The boy is stupid. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then Brian Cranston is out here scrubbing it all off. Scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. Look, <laughs> I think one of the telling things was when um, his friend asked him in the finale, he was like, you're willing to take the blame for, for him. And he was just like, he's my son. He didn't say, I love him. <laughs> oh, he was like, he's my son. As if I have no chance. Because <laughs> I was like... On top of on top of on top of all that, he said I'm not going to go to NYU again. Can you imagine to do it? You're going to NYU clearly because you're white. 
and then you don't want to take it when black people are trying to enter NYU. Nah, that guy, that guy really, yeah, he really I, upset me. I generally think he might be the. He's the worst. To say the worst character, but just he's like, the worst Brian Cranston son. Yes, and we didn't know that was possible. <laughs> in Staples, he's very angry. <laughs> I thought if that fiasco of a character that he had in Breaking Bad. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's something worse. Nah, nah it's. I but feel bad for him. The show, let's talk about it. Not the show. I felt like I think the show would have been incredible as like seven episodes, maybe six, six to eight episodes. Fair. I think there's a lot of because I remember we were very, I, I liked the first three. It was going at a good pace, and there's a lot of that whole period with the the other the, the Uber driver mm-hmm. that gets killed didn't need to be there. Fair enough. Like. Um, Baxter could have found out about about Brian Cranston without the Uber driver there, and then you remove like two episodes there. You move him going on a trail and finding like what was that? That was just trying to make it ten episodes unnecessary. Like the whole blackmail that did not become a blackmail. Like, yeah, I think yeah. it would have been tighter. And if Baxter knew much earlier, maybe like fourth episode, do six episodes, do it tight, and it's not sort of the ending, but at least it just be. There's, yeah. just, there's a lot of middle ground. Yeah, you're right because once they get into court and. Oh, and start good. fighting for, you know, for Baxter's son to not go to jail. Like, from that first episode, I'm like, oh, okay. That is, that's what this show is about. Yeah. This is where we are going. Yeah. First three episodes set up, then you get us into, like, the courtroom. We don't need that middle. It didn't need to be a 10 episode, 10 episode show. I think seven, six, seven episodes. Okay, fine. Um, but th- that being said, I- I'm not angry that I watched the show. Yeah. because it was once a week. That's a good so, way to put it. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm trying to say. I think everyone should watch it because you might come out with a different, a different. I guess if you if you're listening to this now, you've already probably watched it. You don't care about spoilers. Um, I was reading a review and someone was like, "Yeah, that they kind of wish that the show had a second season where, you know, now that his son has died, and you know, based on Baxter's speech earlier about what losing a child does to mm. you." That you know, Brian Cranston is just a bad person now, and like he's trying his best to get revenge on who? On that guy will be in jail. The Baxter. Oh, on the Baxter. On the Baxter. Yeah. This is actually be this is actually be the one limited series that be good at have a good second season. That would I think that would that's a good setup for a second season. And it just it removes the burden of, of the kid and protecting your, protecting your son <laughs> and just just go all in so in terms be a of bad like, person because yeah. you're already a bad person, but you've been trying to be good. And it goes that. full on Baxter versus Brian Cranston, and Brian Cranston has like the law. On his Behind side, him, to help yeah, him yeah. That would yeah. actually, yeah, yeah, but they're not gonna do it. But probably not. This is the one time we actually wish a limited series had the second season. Well, yeah, that would actually be good. Yeah, Victor, do you have anything else to add about your honor? I think everybody should go and see it. Um, I think it's a really good show. Also, yeah, you heard it. That's about first. it. This mm-hmm. is the first Victor Dama recommendation. Your honor. And it should be the last because Victor <laughs> is still watching The Flash. <laughs> Victor is actually still watching The Flash. <laughs> Victor willingly part no, of the money no, laundry no, scheme. <laughs> no, so no, no. So the thing, the thing about it is that I already started. I can't stop. It's unfortunate. We all started. I don't know how you guys were able to detach, but um, Victor, you stop watching shows. What are you saying? You stop watching shows. That were extremely bad. I mean, like. The first I, I stopped Black Lightning because that was just that was just terrible, and I was trying I was giving it a chance because black people, but they suck. So I'm back to the white man. You're a crackhead for that because there's no way there's no way Black Lightning is worse than The Flash now. There's no way it wasn't because I watched Black Lightning as well, and by that time I stopped watching The Flash. Nah, but like 
that that um season two episode one of Black Lightning was just was just horrible. And we're back. So um Snowfall just returned for its fourth season in America and it should be airing in the UK very soon. But for anyone who hasn't finished or who is yet to start, it's airing on FX in America and all three seasons are on BBC iPlayer in the UK. So everyone get on that. It's a really good show. I think we're all all three of us really enjoy the show. It's created by the late great John Singleton of Boys in the Hood fame. And it essentially just tracks the rise of the crack epidemic in California. It's led by Damson Idris. Oh, I think we all started watching Snowfall like together at, at the beginning of the show when the show first aired. Did we? Maybe, not, we maybe, together? maybe not together, but as in we all started watching like at the same time. Like I don't think anyone of us came later to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's, hey, what do you think about the show? We can get into that. I wanted to ask you a question first, though. Mm-hmm. What did you think the show was going to be after you watched the first three episodes? Like, did you think, because I think we have the same sort of like rating when we think about TV shows, you know, there's good, there's great, there's Oh, I didn't think it was going to be a great best show. Best of all time. You didn't think it was I going to be great? I didn't think it was going to be a great show. I, and I think that even, that stayed in my head for a while until I had uh, to like come out of it. I thought it was going to be like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be a middling show. Interesting. This is going to be a show that's just going to coast by and they're going to try some stuff and most of it won't work out and they're biting off more, they can chew, more than they can chew. I never, I never thought it was going to be what it was in like season two, for example, or even the last few episodes of season three. I also didn't think Damson Idris, I didn't know, I didn't believe that he had it in him. Fair. To do what he's done I did. for 30 episodes. We'll get, I know you did. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. So when I, because I rewatched it before coming into this podcast and from the first three episodes, they say like, the way it's shot and the storylines that they present there, it's like we have arrived. We mm. are a prestige show and you should pay attention. So I think... But is that now you going back and watching, after watching the 30 episodes, you I know think that. So. Yeah. I think so. Like now going back, I'm like, well, they started about, they started out very assured. Yeah. No, as in, I knew they wanted to be a prestige show. I just yeah. didn't think they could do it. Fair enough. I didn't yes. think they could achieve it. Yes. Which is... Um, after watching the first thing, I, I think I was with you because yeah. like it, it wastes a lot of time. So Snowfall and I, it's a very... It's a very um, it was a strange, strange relationship, I think, until until recently. Um, so for the first season, or even the first two seasons, I think I was watching Snowfall begrudgingly mm-hmm. because, like, is I know it's going to be good. Like, I know it's meant to be good, and it can have really, really good moments. But a lot of the time, the snowfall is wasted. I mm. feel like there's a lot of time that they waste, like setting up characters or setting up set pieces that are going to all come together in one episode, yeah. and just following unnecessary routes that they don't need to... I mean, it's an ensemble show, isn't it? So yes. like, there are a lot of stories that were happen- happening independent of each other. Yes. And you don't really see the relevance until they come together in like episode seven or something. There are even a lot of stories that are just happening are not really going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So in the first season, Reed, Reed Thompson, who's like the CIA agent, who's at the like at the middle of this whole crack epidemic. Bringing crack into the, into the neighborhood, into the black neighborhood. Yeah. Um... He has this whole storyline with like how his family and he's trying to hold on to his family. Oh yeah. And then after a while, he's like, "Yeah, I don't really like you guys." And I'm like, "Why did we bother with this for like three episodes? For like three straight episodes? That's what we're doing to humanize him." Oh, yeah. And it didn't work because like <laughs> after a while, they're just like, "Yeah, this guy's a dickhead," and there's no point in even in even doing that. But like, I think where most of us like kind of like sat up while we're watching Snowfall would have been in the third third season. Mm. I think the third season of the show is where 
Snowfall is like it's its most assured, and it tells it tells honestly one of the most beautiful stories of someone falling into addiction with Mel. With Mel, yeah, I haven't seen anything as impactful as that in a, like since. You actually hurt me, man. Yeah, I think for me it was just damn. I just like, oh, this guy's is, is doing his job. I should pay attention. Like, exactly. And then I started seeing them doing things like, like the filmmakers were making the film. The directors were directing. They were like, oh, we're not just going to point, point the camera and let people act. Like they were like, we want to do something. And I was like, okay, okay, fair enough. You guys want to be taken seriously and you're making a case to be taken seriously. And I was like, oh, okay. The second episode was like, oh, this is a good show. And the, sorry, the second season and then third season was like, oh, this is a prestige show. We're a great be, show. That needs to be taken seriously. Yeah, we're a great yeah. show. So it's like, but, yeah, I, I agree. Second well, no season is like, we're a good us. show. And third, third season is like, okay, we know we're a great show yeah. now. We're going to do it. And which is exciting because season four just means that like, we're, we're done. Yeah. Like, we're not providing to anybody. We're just, we're just operating on like, it's like Good Wife season five. We're just like, we're operating on whatever. We'll just do whatever we want to do. And I had to mention Good Wife season five on this. The good whore. What? Victor, why do you explain to us why you're so why you're so in love with uh, Damson Idris? Please like, explain to the listener. Have you seen, have you seen this boy act? Is that all? Like I've first, stopped that boy. And I'm chill now. Can you can you? Yeah, I thought I was gonna say have you seen this boy's face? Because yeah. I, I remember when some girl on, on the timeline called him medium ugly. You were you were big pissed. You were you were big and annoyed that she called him medium ugly. You're like what? I've never no, seen Victor tweet that much. <laughs> Because also, how dare she? She had the audacity. <laughs> but um, for me, it was like, when I took notice of him, I started watching the show, and from the jump, I was in love because it kind of had everything I like in a show. Mm. Oh, the show. Not You were um, not in love with dancing. You were in love with the show. Chill now. Chill now. Chill now. It had everything I liked in a show. It had, like, drugs. <laughs> um... It had women, and uh, it was basically also telling a story of like how crack, um, how crack started in the inside the black community mm-hmm. in California, and then um Franklin came along with his acting, and his cute smile, and his, you know um swept me off my feet, um and then I come to find out, I think after season one that this boy is British, yeah, and I'm like. What? This nigga is British? And I had to go back and I was like, nah, this nigga can act. Fair. Cause yeah. I couldn't I couldn't tell. And then um so I just I just kept, you know, I followed him. I tweet at him sometimes, tell him hi, he doesn't have time to But one day he would notice me. One day. And then yeah, yeah. So the show I kept telling people the show was good. People kept telling me it's slow, it's boring. I was like, I, I didn't see it. At a point, Ayo Ayo had told me that he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he doesn't like it. Like he's not feeling it. He's not into oh, it. Into it also, the one of your one of your previous guests, um, what's her name again? China Sa. No, like, I knew he was going to get her name wrong. I knew he was going to get her name wrong. <laughs> oh, she's coming for you. She. <laughs> she also. She also. She also said. She wasn't understanding the show. It was it wasn't getting to her. I was there looking like, are you guys fucking? Are you guys mad? Like this shit is beautiful. And then like season three happened, and we watched Mel go from 
perfect, perfect daughter to crackhead. And that was that was just that was beautiful. The transition, I I I was I was taken aback. I was sad too. It broke my heart. Um, and then um, you remember I can't remember what episode that was, where they had that whole transition mm-hmm. of her mm-hmm. where they locked locked her in the room and she kept escaping. Yeah, and yo, that should touch that should that it touched me in all the right places. Mel's descent into crackheadism was over. It was in less than twenty four hours. Yeah. Bro. Mm-hmm. So and I think I think that's why season three is really good. Season three is mostly focusing on the relationship between Franklin, Andre, and Mel. Yeah. I mean so, obviously because of what happened at the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, because of what happens at yeah. the end of the season, yeah. But um in the in the lead up to Mel's descent into crackheadhood, she is fighting with her dad a lot. Crackheadhood. And she's like, oh, her dad's like, go to college tomorrow. And she's like, nah, I don't want to go to college tomorrow. Like, I need to see my friends. And then they shall come to a decision. And he's like, okay, fine. She comes to him and she's like, okay, fine. I'll go tomorrow. But like tonight, let me just go out with my friends. Mm -hmm. So it's like, she's already like, she's like, this is my last chance to rebel. Right. Mm -hmm. So she, someone asks her if she wants to crack. And she's like, uh, no, I don't want to. And then he was like, yeah, don't. Oh yeah, the party. I remember this. Yeah, yeah the yeah, party. Yeah. And then he's like, no, 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 let's just try. And then she's like, yeah, let's try it. And she hits it once, and that's it, bro. Like, then we have that incredible sequence where she goes, she meets Wanda, steals her necklace. Like, it's incredible. And the sentence to crack it. She man. ends up in a crack den. By the end, like by, by the middle that. of the next day, she's in a crack den. Yeah. So well done. And then next thing, my boy Franklin. Shaking all the trees to find his girl, and um, nah, man. Both Franklin and Leon, their girls became crackheads. Yeah, that's. I guess that's another thing that yes, that the show was trying to say. Yeah, like it might not be hurting you directly, but like the people around you, everybody's touched. Yeah, which is like, and it's kind of weird that Franklin, well, not weird, but it's interesting that he went through that because obviously his dad was addicted. an alcoholic. Was, yeah. was he was it alcoholism? Yeah. yeah and, uh, that sent him homeless and everything. Like, the fact that... Yes. And I think that's very interesting because, like, when Franklin starts selling crack, he thinks it's, like, weed, right? Mm. And then there's some points in the show where he meets some people and he's like, hmm, this stuff is actually quite addictive. But then, I think in that episode where Mel makes her, her descent into crackhead dumb, um, he has this conversation with Leon and it comes out that he thinks that people that are addicted are weak. Mm. And she's like, nah, Mel is strong. So, like, you know, she'll try to crack and it'll be fine. So, I think that also, like, that helps if you put his relationship with his father through that prison as well. He thinks this man is weak. Yeah, he does. He does think And he's weak. that's why, like, he's like, okay, that's why I can't, I can't fuck with you anymore. Mm. He's like, you're weak, you know, you're inside the bottle. There's nothing redeeming about you. Like, if you wanted to get better, you get better. So, I think the whole male thing really, like, shakes him. And he's like, oh, wait. <laughs> Guys can just be addicts yeah. just sometimes. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not by willpower. Yeah, I think it's an incredible show, and something something about the pacing of the show, and I think it's probably one of their their weaknesses. But something about the pacing of the show, I I see how people can say, oh no, it's slow, blah blah blah. I think if you binge Snowfall, mm. like if you watch a season back to back, like if you watch all the episodes back to back, it makes such a difference to your appreciation of the show. Yeah. I watched the whole of season one of Scorpio. Like, I'm I have patience. And <laughs> season one of Scorpio. No, was no, what? no, 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 no. No, no, no. It was delivering what it said it would deliver. 
Did it though? Yes. It didn't deliver what was in the pilot. Yeah, it didn't deliver what was in the pilot. And that's what we thought was going to deliver in the pilot. Like, it should have known. It's a CBS show. Yeah, it delivered what it said it was going to deliver. No, they hoodwinked and we were hoodwinked. Yeah, we were. We were. I'm watching Clarice. I know what I'm going to get. Don't watch Clarice. I'm watching Clarice and I know what I'm going to get. That pilot was so good. I was like, wow. But we said it even while we were watching the Scorpion pilot that this is just a movie that they've condensed into 14 minutes. Yeah, and I thought it was going to continue like that. They can't do that. They don't have... At least be interested. It was... Oh, it was bad. The only CBS show that surprised me, I think, is Limitless. I think Limitless is the only CBS show. (laughs) And it's the one that got cancelled. Yeah, and they cancelled it immediately. Limitless is the only CBS show that, like, I thought I knew what it was going to be. And they were like, nah, we're going to try a bunch of stuff. It's going to be fun. And it was very fun. And they cancelled it. They got Bradley Cooper to be in a TV show on CBS. And then they cancelled it. They're mad. They were like, nah, this, they were like this, this show is too good for us. Our writers are special. <laughs> yeah. Nah, you guys are doing like this, Fox. You guys are trying too much. <laughs> no, like, what is this? <laughs> like, our demographic doesn't understand <laughs> any of this stuff, man. It's like, Marianne doesn't know what's going on. How can they come from NCIS to come and watch Limitless? What are you guys talking about? Marianne doesn't know what's going on. Like, what are you cracking all these millennial oh jokes God. for? Get the fuck out of here, G. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Damson, like Damson was definitely the reason why I, because a lot of shows have tried the whole multi-character narrative and a lot of shows have messed up. The Wire. We'll get, so Damson Interest was the first person I was like, oh, okay, this show needs to be taken seriously. I'm like, yeah, I understand why you're in love, Victor. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. And I know people think we're joking, but there is not a single... Damson Idris related tweet on Twitter that Victor hasn't sent to us. Or photo shoot. Photo like shoot. Clip from Snowfall. Like he just sends it to us. Like every like so look, these guys in love with, with Damson Idris. It's done. It's not even like, oh, we're joking or we're exaggerating it. He's in love with Damson Idris. So it's still on Snowfall. Like, do you think there are any shows that are like Snowfall in terms of like subject matter and that kind of stuff? Are you asking me? Yes. I know you're trying to rope me into into some shit, but I'll I'll, I'll let you have it. Um, the Wire. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I see that. So The Wire <laughs> focuses on basically people that are dealing drugs in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Maybe like 15 years after what happens in Snowfall. So... Mm, 20. Yeah, about 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. 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 Okay, I can see that. So, Victor, what do you think? Snowfall v. The Wire. <sighs> the thing is, yeah, The Wire is and will forever be a classic. Will forever be up there with the greats. Um, I know some mm-hmm. people will come and complain. I think you, you for one, probably never got past the second season. Probably skipped the second season. Who um, is you? Hey, yo, you. I actually don't hate the second season where everybody seems to hate the second and season. And I watched every single episode of that show. I think Amy Ryan is very good in the second season. I liked her in the second season. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um I don't I, I don't know. It wasn't as bad as everybody made it seem. I think in comparison to the first season, it's quite poor. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that's that's what everybody will be thinking. Too bad there was a big gap between my first and second season watching. Fair enough. So, if you're watching it right after yeah, then, it was a big you gap see for me. You see the difference. Yeah, so um, I'm 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 not even going to come here and cap. Even me, when I was watching that second season, I was like, "Can this shit just end? Like, I need to get back to." You didn't like you didn't like the ducks. <laughs> I, I I I don't fuck with the whites. <laughs> cut that out. Oh no, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> That's hundred percent staying in. 
<laughs> it might even be my thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy how it was all about white people. Like, it was boring as hell. And then we went back to, you know, the projects with black, and the shit was back up. Um, so you just like seeing of... black men on the on, on the bottom. He likes that. He like, likes seeing them killing each other. Crabs in the, the bucket. In the projects. Wow. <laughs> That's what he likes. Wow. No, it's not. It's not even... You know, I've, I've still never seen Twelve Years a Slave. Well, yeah, that's different, yeah. though. That's slave. That's was, black pain. We're not, not watching not slave, black slave shows or slave movies. Go for no, but like black black pain is still black struggle. Um, yeah. I agree to disagree, Victor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pursuit of happiness. What was that? Also, black struggle. Also, never seen. And don't plan on seeing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I swear they showed us in Leila. <laughs> Maybe no, I no, def- no, it was definitely on somewhere while I was doing boss. Yeah. <laughs> This nigga said, don't kill me. But yes, um, yeah, I had time to think about it and I'm going to I'm going to rate the wire over snowfall. Um I hope Damson is going to agree at me, but I gotta I, I gotta give it to I gotta give it to the wire. You know what? So I'm not gonna cap. I came on the show to bash the wire. So I came on was the your, show. I know it was the only, only reason, reason for accepting, I understand. I wanted to do this to come on and say, you know, he came, so he came to the Agenda, agenda. Yeah, yeah, I came to agenda with my agenda. But like, I've I actually talked about it with a few people and I think the difference is, first of all, The Wire is a bit older. So like, you know, it was doing a lot of things that we haven't, that no one had seen at that point. So I mm-hmm. get it. You know, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but I think it's actually a personal thing when I, like when I've talked to a few people about, you know, the differences between the two shows, I think it's a personal thing. The Wire does not care about its characters stroke their relationships like it it cares about building them out as full people mm. and you know like there are a lot of iconic characters from stringer mm-hmm. Baxdale, omar like there are a lot of iconic quote-unquote characters mm-hmm. snowfall is not too interested in doing that and snowfall really really shines when it focuses on its relationships so the whole of season two damson idris v his mother Mm-hmm. like frankly and his mother that is there's nothing like that in the wire there's nothing to pull you in emotionally like that mm. that is as character like character to character relationship focused in the wire it's more like you know bad things are happening because of the system and people are sad and like oh you feel for them which i think is based on the eye i think the wire comes from a white man's eye mm. and i think snowfall doesn't so you can see those, like, you can see the relationships between the people that, you know, the system and bad things are happening to them. But, like, it's the relationships that they are focusing on because, like, you know, these are people that have lived it. Whereas for the writer of The Wire, mm. like, he'd been embedded in it, he'd seen it, but, like, he hadn't lived it. So he didn't, he can't really get it to show it like that. Mm. But he can show you what he's seen, which, as an outsider looking in, like, you can see the same thing and appreciate the same thing. But I think Snowfall cares a bit more about relationships, which makes a lot more sense to me and the life that I've lived rather than, you know, just structures and people. So like I was having this argument with someone and I was like, oh, you know, like this speech that um, the police boss gives to Carver at some point mm. and he pulled it up as one of the, like, you know, the iconic scenes in The Wire. And I'm like, I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh, I get it now. Like this, he's eulogizing, he's just talking at this point. He's, he's monologuing. And it's like, it's not, it's nothing 
there's no feeling in it. He's talking at someone. He's not talking to someone. Yeah. Like he's not having a conversation. And I think that's what takes me out of the why a lot of the times. It's not really about the relationships between the people. It's just about, you know, the system and like how it's treated the people. Which other show that you've watched? That's it, that's it, that's it. Which other show that you've watched that you think either rightly or wrongly is like exalted, but like the wire focuses, does it focus on relationships, but focus on like a thing? <sighs> that's a good question. I'm thinking now, because I'm thinking Breaking Bad definitely focuses on the relationship thing. Because mm-hmm. you have Walt and Jesse, you have Jesse and Mike, you have mm-hmm. Walt and Gus, like there, there's this relationship. And I, I can't pick out a scene in Breaking Bad. Walt and Bad. his wife. Yeah, Walt and his wife, Walt and his children. I can't pick out a scene in Breaking Bad and say, oh, this is a great scene without thinking about the things around that scene. Exactly. I, I can't pick out that, obviously there's the, do you know, I'm the one that knocks scene, right? Mm-hmm. But so much about that is between Walt and Gus. Like there's so much backstory between Walt and Gus, just in that scene alone, and between Walt and his wife in that yeah. scene alone. So what did I show, do you think, just like, it's more about, like you said, like the, the people and maybe the plots than necessarily the relationships? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't, I can't think yeah, of just, anything uh, off my head. But I can tell you shows on the other side, because mm-hmm. I think that's what I like. Mm-hmm. And this is something you 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 might also enjoy. Jane the Virgin and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. Two of the best shows CW have put out in the past, past, past There was a point where CW was running. Like, I know we all installed them for money laundering, but there's a point where CW was doing their thing. They were doing their thing now, with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and Jane the Virgin. Now those niggas give me the heebie-jeebie. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, man. Um, but yeah, ah, that's actually... Hmm. Because even like even Game of Thrones, Game yeah, of Thrones was great when it was, when it was fo- no, but it was great when we talk about focusing on his relationships exactly. But when he wanted to do plots and things happening and people saying things like who has had monologue about who has had the best best story and whatever, then it became a bad show. And like I said, there are other things around it that makes it a bad show or a bad season or whatever. But huh. and look, it's my podcast, so I can say it. I'm still yet to finish the wire. I don't think it's a bad show. I honestly, like, I think it's a very, I think it's a very good show. But I've just not been able to get to the point where I just watch five seasons in, in two weeks or whatever. I just haven't been able to do it. <laughs> and yeah, that's very like, yeah. So that that was just my thinking about it. I think it's mostly because I have so the personal preference. I think it's a personal preference at this point. I think because I'm used to television where the relationships are the most important things rather than the people and things that are happening to them or yeah. the things that they are doing. And I think it's also a period of when we're watching it. Like, all the things about, like, you said, all things about The Wire would be like, oh, this is such a great depiction mm. of whatever, or this is a real depiction of black life. Let's be honest. I've seen real depictions. It's 2021. I've seen real depictions of black lives. In all, like in all facets, from lo- Atlanta to Insecure. Yeah, so <laughs> nothing I'm seeing on The Wire is like, oh, wow, this is so new. Yeah. I kind of lose that appeal in the wire. And then I'm looking for, okay, show me a good relationship between two great characters. And you're not showing me that. You're just showing me a character saying something smart and giving a good monologue. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll enjoy that, but I'm not, I'm not thinking about it. Like, it's good. And the stories, the stories that yeah. like the wire tells, very, very, very good. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not invested. I think in the that's end, that's it. what it comes down to. In, and, and, and what makes you get invested is the relationships. And there's no relationship mm-hmm. to me to get invested in. That's, that's yeah, that's interesting. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. And I'm still going to finish. I'm still going to enjoy. I'm still going to, but it's never going to be a top. Like, it's never going to be a top five show for me. Because because I fuck, I watched the good life season five. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be a top five show for me. 
in their fucking life. Like, I watch Hannibal. I watch Jane the Virgin. It's not going to be a top five show for me. It's just not. It's funny how Good Wife and Hannibal are definitely my top five. Definitely. Definitely. Even with Good Wife's last one and a half seasons. I can discount that because of all the goodwill it built up. Okay, no then I can discount the last one and a half seasons of Game of Thrones. <laughs> and that's fair enough. Which, which I do. Let me, I'm not going to say that. That's fair enough. Mentally, I do that's that. Fair enough. I do it. And I, I mean, that's fair enough. But then the way it ends is so bad. Yeah. That it should negate it. I don't think Good Wife ends badly. I think oh, it has like the final get, scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Like I don't think the end of the Good Wife is so bad that it makes it negates everything that the comes before leg, it. The last leg is so it's, horrible. It's hard to get through because you know at that point it feels like they're folding. It made my nigga carry a lecturer. Where did that come from? It feels like they're folding it in at that point. But then, yeah. and I think another thing that does wonders for the Good Wife's legacy in my head is the good fight, because that excellent show. That's interesting. I'm very interested in what, what they're going to do now, now that um, Biden is president. Oh. It changes what that show is. Because yeah. that show was a resistant show. Yeah. A resistant Trump. What does that show become now that Trump is no longer president? Yeah, so what, that's very, very interesting to see what, what, what they do with that. But yeah, you're right. It's like, it's like Better Call Saul is a show that, that implement, like complements the, the, the world that the show was in. Exactly. And that's nice. Hmm. Yeah. I, my to- I, I have no idea what my top five would be. Man. I don't know what my top five would be, but if there's anything I'm sure of, Hannibal is there. Mm-hmm. After rewatching it last year, nah. You need to get hold a candle to that show no more. Fuck y'all. This is my design. This is my design. Season two of Hannibal, Untouchable. Untouchable. Hard. Oh my God. Hannibal, Jack Crawford, that fight. It's like listening to a Pretty Boy Deal song. It's hard. Don't kill me. It's just hard. No other podcast is doing it like this. We, we reference <laughs> Pretty Boy Deal, The Wire, Hannibal, all in like five minutes. Jenny Virgin, Gina Rodriguez. Speaking about music, I was listening to Vince Staples the other day, like after rewatching Snowfall. And I'm like, oh God, these are the kids of the niggas that were selling crack. <laughs> like these are the children. The crack babies. Yeah, they're actually the children of the people that are selling yeah. crack that are making, that are making these so wait, songs Vince would have been born in what? He was born in 93. Oh, 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 so our age. Yeah, so oh, like huh. you think of, um, what's his name? Um, Franklin's uncle. Even Franklin. Or Franklin. Because Franklin is like 22 exactly. in 83. Exactly. Give him 10 years. It's not even 10 years. Like that's even too much. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. So these are their children and their lives. Because like he has this song called Screen Door where his dad is like dealing. And it's like, who's that picking in my screen door? I got what you need, what you fiend for. And like, Hearing that after watching yeah. Snowfall, it just made everything so vivid. Yeah, because Franklin is, is the son of the guy that is dealing weed. They're not doing crack there. Uncle. No, I'm just saying as in like Franklin as, as a person. Not, not yes, Franklin, yes, yeah. exactly. His father or his uncle, whatever, was dealing weed. And then his son is the son of the person that's dealing crack. And then they have seen the worst of it, especially if you're like exactly. in California. So like, and it's a bunch of them. So it's like Vince Staples, Kendrick, Kendrick. Lamar, Buddy. Kendrick, and the song on, um, I can't remember the name of the song, but he was talking to a girl and it was like, where, 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 yeah, where, where you punch was like I think it's like, oh ADHD yeah we're crack babies and stuff like that yeah that's crazy yeah so I think that's another thing Ryan Coogler about the interplay between like I think this story has been told so well in so many different mediums that it's mm. just it's fun to re-explore it from time to time that's very oh wow so for anyone that's like a good double header Snowfall and what's the Vince Staples song go and listen to all of Vince Staples okay, Snow, Snowfall and Vince Staples and Kendrick Lamar and Buddy and Buddy um yeah so we're back after the last two episodes of one division of ed we all kind of like this show as of episode seven so trying to do a hit a hit check to see if we 
are still on board. Yeah, are you? What are your thoughts on the show as a whole before we go into in depth? On the show as a whole, I think it's it wasn't what I expected Marvel's first, you know, like Disney Plus TV show to be. Mm-hmm. I think it was a lot more than I expected them to give us. I thought, I think probably what I thought it would be would be like an extension of Agents of Shield, Stroke, um, Agent Carter formula. Mm. But this turned out to be just a story of grief and like learning to live with that, which is not what I thought Marvel would do in their first foray into TV on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, actually, something I was going to talk about, because a lot of the critics, criticisms of the show were like, it would have been better if Marvel started with a more marvelly show as mm. the first show on Disney+. Plus. Like, Falcon and Winter was meant to be the first show on Disney+, Plus, so they were like, that would have been obviously a safer option, it would have made more sense if that was the first show. And Looks then, more formulaic. Yeah, and it's very, it's very straightforward and everything, and it's easier for non-Marvel fans to... Rather, it's easier for Marvel fans to just get into that mm-hmm. than Vision. But personally, I'm very happy that this was the first show. Same. I'm very happy this was the first show. What I'm, so, what I'm scared about is if the people that go from this to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. are they expecting more of this? Like, I hope not, because that doesn't make sense. But like, do they go, okay, well, this is just a very straightforward spy show and I'm not that interested. Because what this show has done is it has helped Wanda Maximoff's PR. Who? Her PR has blown. Scarlet Witch? <laughs> over, <laughs> over this last, what, nine, eight weeks, like, her PR has just, like, people, I'm seeing tweets of people that have never watched, like, any Marvel movie or anything, just, like, they're all engrossed in WandaVision. Like, people are involved in her story. Really? Like, yeah, people are, like, I'm seeing people message me, like, like they describe her as, like, oh, like, they're feeling things for Wanda, like, they, they're, like in like normal TV, which is what TV does to you, like you feel for the character. You're like you want them to be good, and like I see people describing yeah. one as their baby. Like nobody left Civil War or Age of Ultron or like Infinity War. Like oh, I feel bad for Wanda. That's fair. Like enough. nobody, because she, to be fair, she did not have that much character development character. Yeah. in any of those movies. But now because she's had this TV show and people have worked through her grief with her, with her, and they've like experienced this whole show. We have people feel connected with her. Like, people are going to go into Doctor Strange and like, people are going to go to Doctor Strange because looking she's looking for her. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. And like, people are going to, people, I will. People, yeah, people know her story now because it's, it's, that's, the, that's the good thing about TV, isn't it? Like, every, if you can do it well, every story kind of works better. No, well, kind of, you're more invested on TV because you have more time to spend with these characters and everything. Mm-hmm. Victor, what did you think? Um, for me, the show as a whole fell flat. Um, I mean, up until episode seven, I was hyped as fuck. And then you hyped me up even more saying we were with your lies. Only God knows where you got your intel from saying we were going to have two hour long episodes saying there was going to be a big guest reveal. Well, not a big guest reveal, but like there's going to be like a major, um, character, which had my hopes like up and shit. And I went into these two final episodes like okay yeah this is about to be bomb then um episode eight came out this shit was 40 minutes long episode eight was really good and then the finale came out another 14 minute long episode and i don't know it episode nine didn't do it for me um i i finished it and 
I, what did you want, Victor? This I was expecting. I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I don't. This this just didn't do it for me. Oh, you know, a good show. Like I'll I'll give it that. But um, yeah, the finale just fell. It was it, it didn't do it for me. Okay, so a good show, but then you think the the ending wasn't as climatic as you were expecting it to be. That actually leads into a question I wanted to ask. When you're going into it, I don't know if you've thought about this because people just watch TV to watch TV. You're not necessarily thinking about stuff like this. But when you're going into a finale, are you looking for epicness or tying up of loose ends? I guess both. I guess both. So I'll give you your honor. It tied up loose ends and then there was also that... <laughs> there was also what? There was also that what? You need to cut you need to cut down. You need to cut your laugh, man. Nah man, talk your shit, bro. Say what talk you your say. shit. Okay. They gave us so the honor gave us the honor. This one I'm gonna fuck it up. The honor tied up loose ends and then it did what? The honor tied up loose ends and then there was also that that um element of wow, shit, damn, wow. And kept me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, but it was stupid. It was bad, yeah. <laughs> Wonder Vision, they just started fighting and I'm like, I guess another Marvel movie then. Fair enough. Now that's that's interesting. This is why this is why this is why it's this oh over Marvel because there was no substance. That's it. Jesus. That's a fair point. God Somewhere God. within all that rambling and and rubbishness, you made a fair point. Yes. Which is that it's just another Marvel movie, right? But it was my, my point was that was inevitable. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? It was always going to be a Marvel movie eventually. Like they gave us eight episodes of not a Marvel, movie. just breaking down every single fourth wall and doing weird things. Like eventually, it had to be a fight, didn't they? Because that's what people are coming for. But then you said you want something epic. What's more epic than a Marvel movie? That one, I wanted Doctor Strange to come and then Wanda will now kill yeah. Doctor Strange and then take his powers and some some bad like that. But hey, what about you? What what do you look for? Epicness Mostly or? for me, it's tying up loose ends. Like I like, I like things to be a closed loop. Mm-hmm. Like I like the plot to move, mm-hmm. and if you can tie things together, then that makes like that takes your show to a different level for me. Yeah, like Hero season one, <laughs> everyone's connected in the end. Like, Watchmen finale, exactly. Because I thought about because the way people have built up finales mm-hmm. in recent time, and it's like you're almost expecting. Something that hasn't happened in the first nine or ten episodes to happen in this finale, like something bigger, something more explosive. And I, I don't know where that came from because obviously the obvious answer will be Game of Thrones, but it's not because Game of Thrones' big thing was always episode nine, and episode ten was always much quieter. Yeah, but there was always a big thing, right? Like towards the end of the season, there's always a you know there's a big a cliffhanger, not a cliffhanger, but a big moment that people talk about. So the wildfire, what was the name of that? That green fire thing that they did. That was episode nine. The battle. That was, exactly. Yeah. That was episode nine. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Towards the end of the season, yeah. there's always like a big moment that people will talk about okay. going on. So I think <laughs> I think Game of Thrones might be part of the problem. Here. Yeah, but it's not in the finale. I'm mean, like because people okay, always mean. expect something more in the finale, no matter what are you giving them. Yeah. Because I think the finale does a very good job of tying up loose ends. Yes. Another criticism of the show was that just very much like MCU stuff, is that you get the feeling that it's it's not its own story. 
it's part of the MCU that mm-hmm. like no matter what happens, there's gonna be a continuation, yeah. or it could be changed in the next movie or TV show and everything. And, and for me, that kind of most times that gives me a sense of safety because I was thinking about it. Because earlier this week, normally when a show is coming to an end that you like, you're like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, that's, that's mm-hmm. over. But this week I was like, oh, it's over. But like, I'm gonna see her again. Sure. Like maybe this year. I don't know when Doctor Strange come. I'm gonna see her later this year. So for me, I like that fact that it feels like it feels like a Marvel movie and everything. But this. This finale ends. If we never see Scarlet Witch again, this is a good end to her story. Like obviously, like every any story that ends abruptly, there's there's you feel like there's more to be said. Mm-hmm. But like you don't feel you don't go up thinking, well, like that was just weird. Like, yeah. Why did it end yeah. there? Like okay, I, I, I don't know. So I, 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 I think it works as a season of television. I think it's it ends like it was another television. Definitely, I think they've they've proven that the lessons that were to be learned from their previous forays into TV, they've learned them, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a whole other kind of worms I don't know if we can open, because, like, that whole TV, like, Kevin Feige was never involved in those TV shows. Mm-hmm. There was this whole civil war between Marvel TV and Marvel movies. Like, that's just a whole thing. But, I mean, he did say something nice. The other day when somebody was like, um, why do you think like, WandaVision is doing so well and your other Marvel TV shows didn't do so well. And it was like, I think fans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage would, would um, argue with you on that point. Notably, he didn't mention Iron Fist because he knows that nobody, it was bad. nobody's a fan of Iron <laughs> Fist. Um, Apart from Victor. Yeah, because we know Victor's taste. But uh, that's on me for expecting anything more. Um. So, yeah. Don't know how much more they could have given you, bro. But that's fair enough. If if you were let down, um, you're entitled to feel that way. We don't want to. We don't. We don't want to um, disregard your feelings. Yeah. Your feelings are valid. They are valid. Don't worry. It's a safe space. Um. <laughs> I haven't done because I literally just watched episodes. I haven't really done any research and stuff. But I mean. Most likely, it's Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, that called Monica Rambo. Why not the other? Because um... he's on Earth, isn't he? Well, you mean Ben Mendelsohn's character, mm-hmm. Talos, I think his name is. Because yeah. he's on Earth, he's frozen as Nick Fury. Nick Fury is in space. Oh, remember yeah, end of Spider Man: Far From Home. Nick Fury is in space, so I'm assuming, and that's why she's gonna be. That's why she's gonna be in Captain Marvel too. Um. I don't know what's going on. I, I'm assuming that it's just Scarlet with practicing her magic mm-hmm. in that end credit yeah, scene. that's that, what I thought was happening. Yeah. Um, like, she's using her magic self to read. Maybe she's astral projecting and reading, but then... So, so it's both it's her. Magic. It's her. Yeah. Like, both are, both are her. Yeah, both are she's her. She's experiencing both things. And then the, the kids... Are calling out to her. From where? That's what I'm about to ask. That's probably my first to in it. You think Marvel is bringing in Mephisto? You think Marvel is bringing in the literal devil? <laughs> Isn't that the whole storyline? I mean... That he kidnaps yeah, the kid. Yeah, but are they going to go that far? At this point, they might as well bring him in. Yeah, so they will be, they will be dark. Have nothing else to like, your, like your DC. Like your DC shows. <laughs> like dark that. and gritty. That's, that's, that's what Marvel is missing out. All these bright, shiny... No wonder you wanted... Light, no wonder you wanted one hour, one hour show. You're always going to watch Zack Snyder's four-hour movie. Trash. Um, I'm going to watch it, though. I'm just going to watch a Snyder. Oh, no, I'm there. In one... Life and direct. Front row. Um, in one, one sitting. One sitting. 
I think I should watch it, but I don't know how I'm going to watch it. Four watch. hours. Mm-hmm. Jesus. A cheeky Saturday night, Friday night stuff. Ten to two. People were complaining about The Irishman. I haven't hours. watched The Irishman because it's three hours, but then like it's like mob stuff now. Like, <laughs> it's not Batman. No. <laughs> I'll watch Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch Batman for four hours, bro. I'm not going to watch Um I thought they were calling from... It could be Mephisto. I don't know who's holding yeah, it. Probably. But I thought they were calling from a different universe. Mm, interesting. So I thought, I thought it was her project of hearing from the, like, multiverse. the, the multiverse. Yes, that's actually... You're probably right, actually. No, I, don't think it's the, I don't think it's the ones we know. Have you guys seen the second one, Wonder Woman? I haven't yet. Yes. Haven't. You have? Yes. I haven't seen it. Hot. <laughs> Hot. Do do. I don't know how. Like, how? How did it do that? How I don't. Do I don't understand. It's the it. same exact it, same creative team. How did it go it's so not, bad? It's not. It's not. I checked it. A woman directed it. I fucked it up. This is what happened. A woman directed it. You're not leaving that thing because you're, you're mad. It's the same woman. <laughs> the same woman. No, it, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. She wrote the second one. It was she wrote the she she didn't write the first one. She directed. I'm pretty sure she wrote. It. No, no, no. I checked. I'm it. She, she was part of the writing no, no, no. team for the first one. No, she wasn't part of the writing team. She only directed. She was. She wrote the second one though, and that's why we are where we are. You heard it here first. Victor hates Patty Jenkins. And all all female writers. <laughs> no, I should stick to what they're good at doing: directing. <laughs> directing. How dare you put your pen? How dare you put your pen to paper? Who wants to hear your words? <laughs> Who are you, Emily Dickinson? <laughs> Speaking of Dickinson, yeah, talk about Dickinson. I think it's a lovely show and everybody should watch it. So Dickinson is on Apple TV Plus. It's a um, comedy. It is a but, comedy. But it also features Wiz Khalifa's death. Yeah. So, yeah, guys. In an but, incredible scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, she, I think Victor may be right. Yeah, she wasn't involved. No, so she was we're involved just checking like, it story. out. And it doesn't look like Patty Jenkins was involved in writing the first Wonder Woman. Was she involved mm-hmm. in the second one? Yes, yeah, she was. Oh, damn. He's right. He's got a slap. first one, man. And okay, for, fine. Uh, so we uh, leave uh, that in, I guess. Uh, two men. <laughs> Jeff Jones, who is going through a lot of stress right now. Why? Oh, he's part of the whole, um, you know, the guy that did Cyborg. The Whedon guy? Yeah, yeah. He's so part the, of the whole Whedon thing? Yeah, so it's said, like, Jeff Jones and somebody else were, like, enabling Whedon's negative. Nah, that's been, that been a hard thing for me to, to, to take. Really? Just Whedon. Why? A terrible person. Why? Because I really liked him. Him? Yeah, Avengers. And I liked him as well. Really? Yeah. Oh. Why? So, this I don't want this to sound... I, I probably won't put it in the final episode. But Just Reading is part of the reason I became a feminist. Is this going to be one of these your Jennifer Lawrence comments? I don't know. You don't ask the question. I didn't expect the question to come up. Okay, fair enough. But it was... So, this is like... um, This is my awakening. Go ahead. Or whatever. So, like 2012, 2013. As late. You have not been a feminist for more than 10 years. Damn. I was in Loyola. Right on, G. Was that feminist? How was that? I didn't know what feminism was in Loyola. Yeah, I've been a feminist since, since Loyola. Since did, Loyola. Did you know what feminism was? <laughs> I knew it in my bones. I'm 100% sure I that. I knew it in my bones. <laughs> I was breathing it. And it wasn't like the main reason, but like it was one of the, I was reading and trying to listen to a lot. And I just listened to um, Emma Watson's He For She speech, which mm-hmm. is another speech that's like ingrained in my head. And then some feminist group was giving Just Reading an award, which. <laughs> I'm sure they're hoping nobody remembers now. And I watched his speech, and it was a very good speech to me at the time. Looking back, now, it was kind of a problematic speech. I, I don't know what he was saying. But Josh Whedon was able to was like, oh, Josh Whedon's a feminist. Oh, okay. he writes female characters. Buffy, he writes good female characters. And I was like, oh, okay. And I said, he was one of the people that was like, oh, let me get to know what feminism was. And it was kind of like my entry into feminism. Man. So 
finding that he's secretly a dickhead is just like, is oh. it? A friend of mine tweeted once. It was like, every white man would disappoint you, and like that's just it, man. Every white man would disappoint you. What about every oh, black man? That, look at Peter Floyd. <laughs> Peter Floyd. Shout out to Baba, who has an incredible tweet that I go back to every two months when I die. I want Peter Florick to lower me into the grave so that he, so that he lets me down one final time. <laughs> Random shout yeah. out to Baba. Incredible tweet. Um, Peter Florick, man. But every white man, see what, see what, see what Justin Timberlake is doing now. Every white man. <laughs> I, I read that Justin Timberlake story about how he kicked Sean Paul out the studio. Oh, yeah, so Incredible. It cannot be true. Sean Paul said it. This is live. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because I saw the tweet about the yeah, baby yeah, on the clubhouse, yeah. right? Clubhouse, so I now yeah. went and checked it. There is an Instagram live video of Sean Paul relaying that story. So he's just a terrible person. He might be a dickhead. He's just a terrible person. Which is, yeah, another another white man that was part of my awakening. Like, Justified was the first album I bought. And I was in love with Justin Timberlake. And then, you know, he changed the scene with Future Sex Love Sounds. And like, everything was Justin so Timberlake Sean in my work. head. He was in Social so Network. So good in Social Network. So good. <laughs> my favorite movie of all time. And... But then, you know, when he started doing all this, like, you know, I'm a man of the woods kind of stuff. I was like, hmm. yeah, no, I don't believe that album that one didn't exist. I'm just like, his last yeah, album to me was maybe experience part two. he's an idiot. Maybe, like, maybe. Fuck. Every white man would just let you down, man. Every it single is one. what it is. Stress. Okay. Let's talk about episode eight. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about episode eight. I want to talk about it first, but I didn't know Victor had so many things to unpack <laughs> about the finale. Um, and I feel like those are not Victor's real feelings, but I feel like he's been influenced by the reaction to his comments in our last, in the last clip we posted um, three or so episodes ago, and now he just felt like he had to go go ultra. Hey man, I don't give a fuck about you and your friends. I don't care about what you you all have to say. But my friends, <laughs> Victor was your friends. <laughs> I was <laughs> my friends. We were friends. I'm Um, so episode eight obviously is when. Wanda basically experiences all her trauma. Um, Victor, I know you respond particularly to trauma being shown on TV. Did you have any reactions to this episode? Okay, I really liked episode 8 because um, it showed us basically her origin story is what episode 8 was. Uh With regards to trauma, I don't like trauma TV. Um, Disability shows, trauma shows. Are you sure about that? That's not that's but, not um, true, bro. That's you, not I feel true. like you've liked you like you, trauma shows a lot. You love all these shows about people working through their trauma. That's your. That's your why are you? I don't understand. I love them too. Why you? Yeah, why you, are, you argue? You I don't really like that kind of stuff. Like Boj- Bojack, Bojack exactly what Like what are you talking about? about? Why are you lying? It's me that's not turned on by that stuff. Okay, touche. Um, I do like trauma shows. Yeah, so yeah, you don't necessarily respond to TV characters living through that trauma because for some reason you're perfect and you don't have any trauma because woo okay um well sorry, I had a good childhood. <laughs> well, sorry that everybody else is messed up and has to work through their own trauma um what did episode eight did episode eight do anything for you i loved it i think it was such a good juxtaposition well not a juxtaposition but like it was helping us understand because it's kind of it's a weird thing right that this is her this is the manifestation of her grief mm. that she's in this idyllic like 
40s, 50s, 60s, like sitcoms and then playing them out. So that helped draw like a very good line through. Oh, so you understand why she's exactly, why she's doing and that's it. what I really liked. And then there was like it was really good writing, and there's some really good moments mm. as they were building that. I just I, I thought it was I thought it was wonderful. I don't think the show has been expansive as it was in that episode mm. because we get to see her in so many different situations and understand how she got to this point. And I think the whole story of her going to look for Vision. Mm-hmm. And then finding him, and then going back to the plot of land that he bought for them, and then that killing her. Oh God, heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And then like her being the one that created vision from within herself. Mm-hmm. I did not see coming. Neither did I. But and then I, like, I expected Whoa. it though. I, I expected it to happen because I was like, hmm. the fact that you can make all these kids and then they have powers. It's just like, Ugh. but yeah, man. Episode eight was. I thought it was excellent. I think it is the best episode of the show. And probably maybe that's what episode one I wish really, there were more TV shows that did that kind of stuff but like that's for me it's for what kind of stuff it really ties everything together so yeah but what kind of stuff are you talking about tying everything together oh <laughs> like like going deep into their psyche and bringing out okay these are all the moments that like it literally lays them out for you like these are the moments that got us to this point yeah I've always used TV mm-hmm. as escapism right it, it. I felt like it resonated. I, I not, I'm not necessarily used TV to process my grief. I haven't done that yet. But like, it's when I was younger, I used TV just to escape mm-hmm. and watch other people. And somehow that watching that TV was kind of what influenced me that oh, I wanted to be a lawyer. a lawyer. Even though looking back, it was that I wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. But all the shows I was watching were law shows. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Why did you think you wanted to be a cop? Aren't you watching like police shows? No, I was watching law shows. Wow. So I was looking at watching like Boston Legal. Mm-hmm. I was watching um, Ali McBeal. That's what I was about to say, Ali McBeal. Yeah. So I was not watching cop shows. I was not watching law and order. Right. I was watching law shows. So I thought, oh, and my mom was a lawyer. So I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. But then a few years later, I realized it was, it was the acting I was drawn to. But then as I grew up, maybe like we're talking about like 17 to 22, 23, I started using the shows more as. There was no fantasy escapism, escapism like it was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It was just escapism. I didn't want to think about what was going on in the road. I was literally escaping my problems, and that was what I was doing. And then, obviously, then the, the third stage for me was I was using TV just as fantasy escapism again. So I was escaping real-life problems, but also fantasizing about being in those shows, and being a writer for mm-hmm. that show, being mm-hmm. an actor for that show. So it was, it was a co- combination of the first two stages. And so, yeah. I really sympathize or empathize with one that just always watching sitcoms. Just like every time she has a problem, just go and watch something. Either I was to escape and forget about what's going on outside or just to be there. And that mm-hmm. makes sense because, again... You were doing the same. Yeah. Yeah, personally, I I really loved WandaVision. I loved that people came on board. Mm-hmm. It was literally trending Every week from for, for the first like two, three weeks, five. it wasn't. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it was just like exactly. And then I'm seeing people tweet and people are like, people were in love with. That's what some people were in love with this show. Like oh. if you see, if you see. Speaking of love, Elizabeth Olsen, what a freaking performance! Let's just she's let's, sick. Let's just, what was that last episode? That, that last, the last five minutes before the, the baby act. I'm all in. I'm all in. She on act. That last segment where obviously. Um, they're saying goodbye to the kids, they're saying goodbye to each other. It was, it was, look, it was affecting. It did its job. It's well done. That, yeah, it, 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 I'm not even gonna lie. 
it it did it did do its job, man. I was almost teary eyed. I was like, damn, not these niggas, not these other niggas. Like, I. Yeah, look, look. This is. I think it was an acting masterclass from Elizabeth Olsen, from Paul Bettany, from Catherine Han. I think they just like they, they did. I don't think you can talk about this show without praising their performances. Yeah. Do you think they're going to get any awards, Buzz? <laughs> as a bit, as a bit hopeful, <laughs> I, I, I'll be. Uh, I can't say I'll be very surprised. I, I, nah, nah. As but also for the Emmy, bro. Nah. Uh, for limited. Uh, for the Emmy. <laughs> I mean, look. For them, do you remember how we campaigning for Tat <laughs> for years? Yeah, but Tat was like she had four or five seasons, which finally got it. Like yeah, she was yeah, only yeah. going to have one season, but she should have got in the first season. Um, that's Tatiana Maslany of Often Black. Who is going to be She-Hulk? Yeah, I saw that. So that's interesting. We'll see what we'll see what what goes there. Um, hey, Dama, what are your final thoughts on on the show? Are you looking forward to see Wanda and Doctor Strange too? Are you looking forward to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Um, so, final thoughts. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. Um, I am looking forward to see the Scarlet Witch in Doctor Strange. You know, I'm, I'm all geared up for um, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, when does that start? Two it's, weeks. Yeah, not next week, the week after. Yeah, so I can't wait to start the Falcon and Winter Soldier and see what that is about. Although, I guess we already know what it's going to be about, but um, I'm excited still. Um, and yeah, also for all you DC haters, the Flash is back and it's better than ever. So there's that too. Um, they 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 added money to their budget. <laughs> um, hey, are you? I'm sad that it's ending. Mm. Like, and it said it was a series finale, right? So mm. there's no season two. They're not doing no plans on the season two. So yeah, man, I'm sad that we're not gonna spend time with these characters weekly anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy that she's a better character now. Definitely, that she's more rounded and she has more fans. I'm hopeful that that works for the Falcon as well. Bucky's weird. I think Bucky kind of has a universal approval rating. He does. But people don't. But no. People don't talk about him. Yeah, but like, like people like. We just like him. People already. like Bucky. Thank you to everyone who's listened. Thank you to everyone who's participated in our Wonder Vision segments. A special thank you to our guests, Aya Indem and Victor Dama. Shout out to my co-host Obiara Georgifiacho, our producers Ibuka Namani and Chinedu Heji. Yeah. Take care, stay safe, and come back next week when our guest will be British actor, writer, director, and producer, John Boyega. See you guys soon. I want to be in that episode, because I know he knows them, Damson. I want him to introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>